Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. The trend is the rise of neobanks. What is neobanks? Neobanks are digital-only banks which offer without any branches or any associated relationship managers. Hence, all banking offerings are done through digital channels strictly. Women Who Code Talks Tech is a segment that features experts in a specific field of technology sharing their knowledge on an in-depth and highly technical subject. These talks are designed to both introduce advanced subjects and provide insight into the work being done in these fields. Thank you. Thanks everyone for joining today. I am Divya Siddhalingayal. Today I'll be talking over software engineering and banking as a topic. So to start, so here is our agenda for today. I'm going to give brief intro about me and HSBC, what is the banking concept in, in general and current state of technology in banking. Quickly, we will touch base about fintechs and bank partnership. And I will also quickly talk about future of banking as, as part of my topics today. Okay, so this is about me. I'm born and brought up in India and I have a computer science in Bachelor of Engineering as my post-grad education. I am in IT industry in banking mainly in for 17 years now. And currently I'm leading the technology architecture for payments and liquidity and cash management side of the bank. And in terms of previous roles, what I have played, I was lead architect in commercial lending. And in the IT finance side, I, I had been playing a role of solution architect. And prior to becoming an architect, I started my career as a programmer, mainframe programmer, and played various roles uh, within finance IT, such as te technical lead, subject matter expert, and platform designer. And in terms of hobbies and interest, I like watching documentaries like cooking, gardening, keeping fit, which is very important for everybody. And also some aspect of spirituality to keep myself zen. And let's quickly talk about HSBC. Today I'm representing HSBC Bank for this webinar. HSBC stands for Hong Kong and Shanghai Banking Corporation. And it's one of the world's leading international banks. It's the largest bank in assets in Europe and it's established in 1865. It's a quite old bank and it started in uh, British Hong Kong. HSBC has 64 offices, the six is offices in 64 countries and serving around 40 million customers. And if I can quickly go to HSBC Bank USA, which is an American subsidiary of the HSBC Group. And we have our operational head office in New York City with employees of around 43,000, including IT and business overall. Here we have two representations of diversity and inclusion, more specifically gender-based diversity. We have around 31% of leadership roles held by our female colleagues and 
69% of the female colleagues are under entry to medium uh, level of the technology and in banking in general. Okay, as we saw, some of us were very new to the banking. So what I'm going to do is I will introduce you to what the banking really means. This is my efforts to dissect the banking code core. In general, banking has multiple pillars to focus on particular segment of the business. For instance, as you see on the screen, we have four very high level areas called out as retail and private banking, commercial banking, investment banking, and a common set of functions which are cross-functional to all the ones mentioned earlier. The primary focus of retail banking is to offer various products and services to consumers like you and me, wherein private banking is more focused on products for high net worth super rich clients. Some of the products on retail banking are our checking accounts or saving also known as deposit accounts, cards, which could be a debit card or a credit card, which are part and parcel of our daily financial activities and mortgages, home loans, which are currently at its peak in, in the country. When it comes to commercial banking, most of the products which I mentioned earlier would be still appropriate. However, the customer base would differ from consumers to commercial customers, such as small, medium businesses, and also large corporates like Walmart, Amazon, which does cross-country business with cross-border trade and payment transfers. Whereas on the investment banking, the focus is on shares, market, foreign currency, buying and selling securities, wherein customers here are referred are generally another bank or non-banking financial institutions. If I can take an example, if you carry a 401k where your 401k provider may invest your retirement funds into multiple market products in an investment bank. The last, but definitely not the least, its functions. Functions pillar is plays a very critical role in keeping the bank safe, running efficiently, and well under all the risk and regulatory controls. The risk could be financial, non-financial, or market, etc. risk in the bank. As you see, technology function is integral to bank with everything bank does in order to provide comprehensive technological solution. Okay, let's quickly talk about what, what's the current state of technology in banking. Digitization is changing how people interact and do business on a day-to-day -day basis. And advancements in banking technology are continue to influence the future of financial services around the world. An increasing demand for digital banking experience from millennials on Gen Z, is transforming how the entire consumer banking industry operates. Retail and mobile banking technology has its hand in seemingly every aspect of the banking industry. And the influence of technology will continue to launch banking into a digitized future. The popularity of mobile banking has surpassing that of an online banking. And 
According to insider intelligence, mobile banking is growing at five times the rate of online banking. If I can quickly touch base on the cards, cards will continue to be prevalent in the current times, both for debit as well as credit cards. Who doesn't have their plastic cards in the wallets? Credit card industry is one of the innovative industry in producing more user-friendly, less oriented solutions and products such as virtual cards, or you all can also call them one-time card, which are friendly at the same time reduce the fraud risk significantly. There are many card vendors or service providers such as Pfizer, TSIS, with whom banks have partnered with in order to offer innovative card products and services for both retail as well as the commercial customers. Though pandemic has not significantly changed our needs and our approach towards banking at branches, they are not going away soon. Though retail banking is ahead of commercial banking in terms of adopting digital solutions, the need to have branches and services provided by customer-facing bank staff are continue to be in need. Then about API. API stands for Application Programming Interface. It's a common trend in banking technology to make proprietary data available to anyone who has consumers' permission to access it. APIs are the main drivers in transforming the current technical estate into more agile microservices architecture in order to support the bank to remain competitive in innovative products and services. Fintechs have also used API technology to enable their businesses to work, and their success is encouraging competitors to develop their own APIs. If I can talk about in HSBC, HSBC API capabilities and maturity has significantly improved over the past few years to transform our legacy monolithic IT enterprise into more robust one. In our new ways of working, we have API developers embedded into the pod or the team's construct to code and support API's lifecycle along with smaller team of API architects who are defining our API standards, strategy, roadmaps, and much more. Though cloud computing trend has started in other non-banking industries way earlier, banks have not left behind further anymore. Banks have initiated cloud transformation programs to migrate and transform IT landscape running on their own infrastructure into the infrastructure provided by major public cloud providers. You may have heard about the names Google Cloud or Amazon or Microsoft Azure. While majority of the financial institutions are actively using cloud services today, majority of them have yet to deploy the core systems to the cloud due to the significant complexity and concerns over security risk governance and control. Only few mission critical regulated banking workloads are shifted to public cloud environment in the recent past. In HSBC, we have cloud first strategy wherein all our new IT landscape must be built using public cloud infrastructure in a hybrid cloud model. 
and we have been making very good progress on that front across all IT functions. With that said, all banks have dinosaurs in IT. You guessed it, it's mainframe systems. Mainframe systems wherein most of the IT workload are run today in production. Hence, they are not going away soon. However, the promise is to transform the legacy into modern technologies. The another technology which is getting mature day by day is artificial intelligence, AI, and machine learning, ML, in banking. There are no limits to opportunity in the banking tech to leverage AI and ML. In my mind, it's very pertinent to certain areas of the bank initially. For instance, customer servicing. Customer servicing is done through virtual assistants to automate conversations and interact with customers through messaging platforms. The other area I could think of is modeling. Could it be a risk modeling or a data modeling in order to continuously improve the efficiency and effectiveness? With this, I would like to touch on the knife space, which is being explored. It's, the first one is open banking. Consumers are increasingly demanding, relevant, timely, and personalized experiences that can save them time and money. The pandemic illustrated how well organizations in every industry could respond to the opportunity to bring technology and digital delivery together to meet consumer needs. Open banking is, has become one of the main drivers of digital transformation. It's impacting technology and infrastructure investments, data modernization, and even fintech partnership. Guess who will be the primary beneficiary of all these efforts? It will be the consumers. If I can quickly go on fintech partnership, for some institutions, the decision may be to build banking as a platform or banking as a service, BAS, to open doors for selling products and services to an expanded prospect universe. Fintech partnership in general provides the opportunity to streamline and automate back office processes, build a stronger innovation culture, and improve customer retention. Let me talk about banks and fintechs. Fintechs are nothing but financial technology companies. The trend in the banking industry is the banking is the partnership between financial institutions and fintechs. You may think that both sides of the equation have enough strength to succeed independently. So why they should partner with each other? Well, though both fintechs and financial institutions have their own strengths in making them successful, they do lack some of the criteria required to be successful in today's as well as for tomorrow. That's where partnership and synergy between them comes in as a sweet pie, which is a better outcome. If we consider financial institutions on one side, they have brand, they have name recognition, and they have customer base is with, with their customer base very huge. And they do already offer a wide range of products and services and they have robust infrastructure and inherently they have a better experience in risk management and definitely they have a lot of access to capital. On the other side, fintechs have a culture of innovation. 
they have a disruptive mindset. Their technological expertise is high compared to financial institutions with modern IT systems and no baggage of the legacy systems, what we call it, and they are quick and nimble. So when these trends come together, the outcome is competitively powerful. So guessing what are those some banks which are actually partnering to fintech worlds? Here you see many banks are participating in various capacity with fintechs. If I take HSBC as an example, HSBC Venture Capital, which is a corporate venture arm of HSBC, has a 200 million fund for investment in tech startups with the aim of improving the bank's financial technology. So far, HSBC has made more than 40 investments and the more prominent ones are with CloudBees in order to improve DevOps capability for software delivery. And another one to mention is the supply shift for sustainable supply chain platform for trade. That there is another partnership which is very intuitive is Silent8, which is a Poland-founded startup to automate alerts to tackle money laundering and financing terrorism. What you have here is a quick peek of fintechs in various domains of the bank. In any regards, this is not a comprehensive list. Instead, it will just give you the purview to exhibit the current trend. On the payment space, we have Velmo, Zoom, Wise, you name it, which are being currently used by many of us. On the lending space, we have many digital-only lending offerings for providing quick loans, such as Affirm, Sophie, Lending Club. If I can take banking world, the trend is the rise of neobanks. What is neobanks? Neobanks are digital-only banks which offer without any branches or any associated relationship managers. Hence, all banking offerings are done through digital channels strictly. Lastly, markets, currency, and exchange space has seen many fintechs growing, such as Ripple, Coinbase, digital asset, etc. All right. So you, you may have a question that, okay, I'm a full stack engineer or I'm an engineer. Where can I see opportunity in HSBC or bank in general? What you see on the screen is an articulation of technology stack. It's certainly not limited to what you see on the screen, it, which is in relation to business functions or business domains. APIs, container technology such as Kubernetes, Docker, Cybersecurity technologies are fundamental to each and every solution built to solve any new business problem. Same goes with cloud technology stack, which is universal to everything built new today. As new products introduced involve one or many customer journeys, which may begin from onboarding a brand new customer using digital channels, using web technologies, and mostly running through process like automated credit decisioning to provide credit products such as credit card or mortgages. This happens through series of API integrations to connect multiple applications in order to achieve that seamless journey to the customer. 
Another huge space in any banking today is the payment technology, where digital payments such as real-time payments, peer-to-peer -peer payments, they are all initiated through customer digital channels and processed through several core banking systems in order to move money from one financial institution to another with the extensive use of many technologies. Finally, if I can touch base on the data, data drives everything in an enterprise to make key decisions. Data IT itself is a very major part of the IT function, which works towards providing quality and most accurate data insights to business via visualizations. The full cycle of data comes with data collection by sourcing raw data from many sources and followed by curating, cleansing, analyzing, and eventually with the presentation of data using data technologies. Not to leave out the data science using Python or R opportunities. So to summarize, there are gazillion opportunities in the banking or fin in fintech industry to explore software engineering on. Let me come to a point on how to excel our IT careers in banking. It's needless to say, technical skill set and technical expertise is critical to career success. Apart from that, building a very good business acumen in all business domains can provide the competitive advantage and certainly expedite the career success with lot more opportunities to tap onto. If I can share my experience, building my IT career with finance, commercial banking, as well as the payment domain, this domain knowledge is provide boundless opportunities as well as aids in outperforming in the current role as we see and think more holistically to solve bigger business problems. All right, so future of banking. Within retail banking space, the fintechs which were discussed earlier have proven neo-banking offerings and business operations would perfectly fit into the future. In the future, digital banking business will become less visible because it will be embedded in other daily activities with the help of AI, voice interfaces, and other emerging technologies. Digital banking technologies, including AI, IoT, open banking, and FinTech innovations, they are all converging towards one end goal, which is invisible banking. So with wearable technology, payments, on-demand loans, and other banking activities will increasingly be done by talking to your Siri or Alexa or, or to even your, to your car or through a phone app. When it comes to commercial banking space, commercial digital account opening systems are increasingly get a boost every day. In 2021, 30% of the banks anticipated choosing a new system, which is not very much different from what we do in HSBC. We have brand new platform to provide commercial customer and account onboarding completely digital. The newer platforms are built using modern technologies, which are highly scalable, adaptable, and more agile. To give further context, in HSBC, 
we have reduced commercial customer onboarding lead time from about 30 days down to 10 days, and we expect to reduce even more. This will progressively get better and efficient. While digital banking is undoubtedly convenient for domestic bank customers, it's also a boon to those who wish to open accounts with offshore bank. It means it's no longer necessary to make a trip to the country of choice to open an account in person. In order to provide more innovative products and solutions, the API maturity and capabilities in an organization will be instrumental in automating end-to-end -end customer journeys with minimal or no manual procedures in both business and operational processes. For instance, HSBC's treasury APIs, which are customer-facing API channels, will be very popular by providing the capabilities to our corporate customers who can initiate digital real-time payments in order to send funds to their customers or suppliers. This would mean product fulfillment systems such as payment processing systems will be able to cater to the needs of omni-channel through heavy utilization on API landscape. Banks are also striking deals with companies and fintechs to offer banking as a service, which I referred to earlier as BAS, which can allow third parties to offer banking products without actually becoming a bank. The appeal of embedded banking is to provide an easy and seamless way to deposit pay or borrow without leaving a non-financial company's app. The result is the ability for non-financial firm to retain customers and increase the overall value of the relationship. For example, HSBC has been pioneered in offering banking as a service to partners. One of the partnership is with ERP provider, Oracle NetSuite, as partner to embed banking services such as wires, ACH payments, and virtual card products to target customer base. HSBC has also partnered with TradeShift in global trade and receivable financing space to provide embedded trade products to partners' customer. And we are expected to see these efforts grow. Yet another software trend to watch is the wonder of blockchain technology. While many are probably familiar with its cryptocurrency manifestation like Bitcoin, its real potential promises to be revolutionary for many industries. Though I'm not very close to this space, HSBC has been actively exploring distributed ledger usage in global trade and receivable financing use case. This has immense opportunity to solve some of the most complex business challenges, which remain unsolved mostly. Let's deep dive at an HSBC example for banking as a service. In this case, HSBC and Oracle NetSuite have embarked on a journey by partnering together to provide digital ERP solutions in embedded finance space. What is ERP? Enterprise resource planning refers to a type of software that organizations use to manage day-to-day -day activities such as accounting, supply chain operations, and even the project management. 
In this scenario, Oracle NetSuite is providing ERP solutions with payments and virtual card capabilities to their customers by integrating with HSBC's business treasury APIs, wherein HSBC has ownership of the banking relationship with the Oracle's customer, and hence HSBC can facilitate their payments via wires, ACH, and virtual card rails through HSBC's product fulfillment systems. In general, partners such as Oracle NetSuite can take advantage of HSBC's publicly available developer portal in order to access banking as a service API specs and unlock the potential of their business by partnering with HSBC. Let's look at the detail of API security quickly. API integrations, especially the business to business pattern requires a very high standard security patterns. The pattern used here is called PGP. PGP stands for pretty good privacy. PGP is most often used for sending encrypted message between two parties. How it works is it's by encrypting a message using the public key that's tied to a specific user. When that message receives the, is received, they use a private key that is only known to them to decrypt it. So in this case, when Oracle calls HSBC's APIs, Oracle will encrypt the message using HSBC's public key and additionally signs the message using their private key. Once message is received at HSBC side, HSBC uses their private key, which is only known to them, to decrypt the message and also confirm the digital signature using Oracle's public key prior to forwarding the message for processing. If you can ask me, what are the advantages and disadvantages? Here we have some of them on the screen that on the advantages side for Oracle, Oracle is a market leader in ERP solutions and they have extensive customer base for business banking segment. On the disadvantages side, Oracle has no existing banking or payment products and services and also lack global scale of banking. While on the HSBC's advantage, HSBC has extensive banking products and services which are available internationally. Due to its existing footprint, it has global reach with robust infrastructure to process payments cross-border as needed. Also, HSBC by its own nature owns the financial and operational risk in the partnership. While it may be disadvantaged that HSBC does not particularly have established customer base of ERP. Hope this made some sense. Now I'll quickly move on to the talent community for HSBC. What we have is a community group for talents in HSBC. You can see the barcode as well as the link on the screen. Think about joining our talent community group where you can see our open positions or if you're interested in building the community talent. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, 
visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening and remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.